Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. All right, we're heading into the weekend. Uh, hope everybody had themselves a fantastic week. Uh, we got a couple of things that we got to update you on. I know we legitimately just did an injury update yesterday, but we got some more injury updates today. So I'll quickly go go ahead and and fill you in on what's going on with the with the Leafs there, and then we're going to tee up and preview uh, the game against Edmonton this weekend. The game against Edmonton tomorrow night, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. Like we're always going to be excited for Edmonton Toronto. But uh, one of the things that may take a little bit of the luster away from tomorrow's game as we, I guess, transition into talking about these, uh, you know, another injury roundup is now we're hearing that, um, you know, Carm or um, Austin Matthews is going to be a game time decision tomorrow with that wrist injury. So we had already heard that he was going to be missing today. He wasn't going to skate. That was kind of already said uh, yesterday. He was dealing with his wrist injury. It was kind of, you know, bugging him a little bit on, on Wednesday. And it's just been a lingering thing for a little bit. So with a couple of days off, they decided to give him some rest, some time to, to try and heal it up. And, and hopefully if he's feeling all right tomorrow, he's going to go. I, I think he will be in the lineup. Um, he just, you know, he's, he's an ox like this guy's just going to try and gut through anything that he can. So um, hopefully, uh, it, you know, he's going to be okay because we don't want to have another game of Matthews versus McDavid sans Matthews, right? We had that once already, and it was kind of a boring game. I think it was like a 3-1 game where, you know, the Leafs just played super, super laid back and just weren't trying to make mistakes and then ended up, you know, winning the game at the end of the day. But we want to watch that Matthews versus McDavid game like the, the especially the way these two are playing right now like these are two of the top geez definitely five maybe top three players in the game as we sit here and discuss this right now and literally going one-on-one getting to check uh, against each other getting those matchups like it's just it's it's something that we truly are are looking forward to watching and I just hope that it comes true, right? We just hope that Matthews, A, I want to watch it. B, um, you know, I want him to be healthy, right? Like, this is a guy who is going to have an unreal, amazing season. Statistically, he's going to break records, like, if he can stay healthy, right? Right now, he is certainly on track to to win the Rocket Richard Trophy. And if he gets injured or if this lingering uh, wrist injury turns out to be an issue, then maybe that doesn't happen. But but I'm I'm assuming that it does. Like that, I think it was Darren Dreger yesterday that it's not structural. It's just a little lingering issue, and uh, you know, a couple of days rest, he should be good to go. So that's what we're hoping for tomorrow. But we are going to get some guys 
that are going to be back. It seems like Jack Campbell is actually going to be back. I know yesterday I was saying, yeah, I haven't heard much about him. He's been skating, but there hasn't been any plan for when he was going to return. Well, apparently uh, they weren't going to tell anyone. They were just going to say, oh, yeah, Campbell's going to be playing now. All of a sudden, <laughs> no, no, uh, no warning, just, hey, he's playing now. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Jack Campbell uh, likely to get the start. Tomorrow, I guess technically, he's going to have to wake up tomorrow feeling all right. But So Campbell will start this game against the Edmonton Oilers. It looks like Joe Thornton is going to play as well. And uh, I think I saw the, uh, Jake Muzzin also is going to be returning. And I'm assuming we'll have a face shield uh, or, or be wearing a full cage going old school. But uh, yeah, so this team's getting healthier. They're getting healthier, which is good to see because it was kind of a kind of a, a lull past couple of games where you know guys like Barrett Banoff, Patan, uh, VC, you know, like they were they were Barrett Banoff played okay, but like they were being given uh, you know minutes that they don't normally get. Kerfoot being thrusted into a second line center role. You know, it's just it wasn't a great week for Maple Leafs hockey, and and it wasn't a great product. It's not quite what we're used to seeing out there when it comes to watching these guys play, and that's because we're not watching these guys play. We're watching the practice squad for half of the game, right? Like, no, no offense to those guys; they're they're tremendous players. Don't get me wrong, but they're not Joe Thornton. They're not Zach Hyman. They're not you know a hundred percent Austin Matthews. It's not a, a Jake Muzzin. You know, so I, I'm glad that we are finally uh, getting healthy and this team can kind of get back to getting on that role that they were on earlier where they looked absolutely unstoppable. Because now we're what, two games in a row where Matthews hadn't scored a goal? I don't know about you guys, starting to get a little worried about that. You know? No, I'm just kidding. He'll be he'll be completely fine. It's sad, though, that he goes two straight games out of the goal and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, his wrist is hurt. He's injured. He, he He's done. You know, we, we got to sit him. We got to rest him. Uh, is he going through a cold spell? I, no, I, it, none of that is true. It's been two games, two games where really there was no energy in those games. He's playing with random line mates. Um, well, not random, but, you know, Thornton wasn't there. He had to go play with Tavares a little bit. Things were just screwy, you know, so. I, I I'm glad to see that uh, the rest of the guys though are going to be back in the lineup because they're going to need it. You know the Edmonton Oilers are a good team, a good team, and uh, we'll take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll kind of preview the matchup a little bit, and I'll give you my three keys to the game. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. And just a reminder that this is the daily show, so if this is your first time listening, thank you for 
uh, taking the time to listen to the show. But make sure you do subscribe so that you get the content coming straight to your phone each and every day. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, just type in Locked On Leafs and you will get it. Uh, so Toronto will be going out to Edmonton, a little bit of a West Coast trip here. So taking on the Oilers this weekend, and it's going to be a tough battle. Like I said, you know, the the Edmonton Oilers are rolling right now. Arguably the hottest team in the NHL. Like, I, you can't even really say they're not. <laughs> like they, they just simply are. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've won five in a row. They're embarrassing teams. They're now just four points back of the Leafs for top spot in not only the division, but technically the NHL. Um, and they're just rolling. They're playing some really good hockey, you know. And I think a couple of – there's a few things that are some big differences in the way that they're playing now compared to the way that they started the year where there was, you know, still trying to find their footing, uh, trying to, you know, Dave Tippett still trying to instill, you know, the systems that he wants to play with these guys. But it seems to really be clicking now. You know, a lot of there was some some turnover with this team, some guys who are putting into new roles, you know, no Oscar Clefbaum. So all of a sudden, okay, Darnell Nurse has to play 25, 30 minutes a game, and he's got to figure out how to do that and still be an effective player, and he has done it. Darnell Nurse has been fantastic for the Oilers this this season, and he's going to be locked onto this Austin Matthews line, I would assume, um, and try and shut him down all weekend long. Uh, But you know, overall, the team is just playing with, with good structure. You know, like Dave Tippett has this team bought in. You know, they're they're back-checking hard. They're going after pucks. They're forward-checking. They're playing a, a heavier-style game as well, which is something that, you know, I think is playing to their benefits and to their strengths a little bit. So I, I think that this team is, is playing pretty good hockey, and it's going to be a great test for the Maple Leafs coming in uh, into this one. A couple of the things that's really going well for the Oilers, they're finally getting goaltending. You know, earlier this season, Miko Koskinen was a tire fire. He was allowing goals left, right, and center. Uh, the the only reason why Edmonton was winning games early on was because McDavid and Dreisaitl were putting capes on and, and scoring five, six points per game, uh, you know, between the two. So there, that was really the biggest reason. They were just outscoring their defensive deficiencies early on in the year. But now they've tightened things up defensively. And because they've tightened it up, they're getting better goaltending as well. So it's kind of all just coming perfectly and blending together for this team. And they're playing great. They're getting depth scoring. Guys like uh, Yessi Puyayarvi is finally blossoming into a pretty good NHL player. Nuge is obviously, you know, has always kind of been a good secondary piece to to McDavid and Dreisaitl. But he's also there. Uh, you know, you got Kyler Yamamoto. They're getting stuff out of, of Tyson Berry, the stuff that the Leafs couldn't get out of him a year ago. You know, he's unreal right now. I think he's got 18 points in 22 games. Um, just three points shy of Quinn Hughes for the NHL lead for defensemen with points. So, you know, they've got Tyson Berry really playing at, a, at an elite high, high level. Uh, like I said, Darnell Nurse has got six goals as a defenseman, and those are six goals all in regulation or uh, at five-on-five. Five. So they're they're just playing really good hockey, playing really well. Um, so it's going to be a tough test for the Maple Leafs. And... and if if I got to go ahead and, and come up with my three keys to the game, 
look, the first key to me, they got to limit the big boys, right? I know I just talked about how they've got some depth scoring, but at the at the end of the day, you limit McDavid, you limit Dreisaitl. This team doesn't win that often. I think they've won two games since like 2016. Those two games have happened to be in the last couple of weeks, mind you, but they've only won two games since 2016 when holding McDavid and Dreisaitl off of the score sheet. So you hold them off the score sheet, you limit those big boys, you know, it's it's going to be good. So if Muzzin is back in the lineup, you know, him and Hall, they get back going again, they shut down that line, I'm in favor. I like it. You know, so I, I, I think that's going to be key number one. Easier said than done, that being said, obviously. It's Connor freaking McDavid. He's the best player on the planet. But that's going to be... The key. (laughs) Uh, Number two, I think if the Leafs can wake up and win this special teams battle, they'll stand a a, a really good chance of winning this game. The power play has been sputtering as of late. Um, You know, for whatever reason, I I couldn't tell you. Uh, You know, Wayne Simmons, I guess, not being there. Joe Thornton not being there. Maybe it has something to do with Matthews not being 100%. He's got that wrist issue, but, I mean, he's been firing on all cylinders, so I I wouldn't say that's necessarily holding him back that much. Um, But, yeah, for for whatever reason, this this power play is... Is sputtering a bit. They're it's it's gone stale. They're getting they're not getting uh, as many good looks as it seems like they were earlier in the year. So maybe Manny Malhotra is going to have to dial something up here and change something. Whether they completely load it up again uh, instead of trying to go with the the you know the PP one and PP two. He was really you know earlier in the season trying to split those two and, and not have them loaded up and be a bit balanced. So you had Nylander and Tavares doing their thing on, on the second power play, and then you had the top power play with, with Matthews and Marner, and they were doing their thing. Both were clicking, but now at this point, neither are clicking, neither are doing anything, and this power play has been awful for the past few weeks. So uh, not awful, but they they haven't been able to score for for like a while now. So we need to... Get something going on this power play. If that means loading it up again, you know, toss Tavares, Nylander, you know, everybody on that first power play. Um, Maybe that's the way they try and get it done. They go top heavy for a little bit just to get things going. And then once maybe, I don't know, once it gets going, they can split them out again. I I don't really know. I'm not the man. I'm not. Manny Malhotra, I don't get paid millions of dollars to figure this out. I get paid to talk about the fact that it is a problem and that it needs to be figured out and solved, and Manny Malhotra's the man who's going to have to get that done. That's what he gets paid to do, right? So that's that's on him. But, uh, you know, Edmonton on the other end, though, like they've had a really strong power play all season long, of course. I mean, you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl, together it's it's just it's complete magic when they have the puck and and there's one less of <laughs> opposition player on the ice they're going to put in the back of the net more times than not almost it, it really does seem that way and they've had a really strong penalty kill as of late didn't start off great 
So if you look at the overall numbers, uh, I think it's 78% on the season. Not too good. But you take a look at the month of February where they've really started to play well and tighten things up, uh, operating at an 88% kill rate. So it's it's going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that the Maple Leafs are certainly going to have to open them up and and really uh, get inside and get some some good looks you know, from the slot. But you got to find a way to break down that penalty kill. That seemingly is is really strong right now, and, and that's what they're going to have to do. It's it's not really uh you know beneficial the fact that your power play is struggling going up against one that's that's up and coming and and playing lights out. But hey, that's what the Maple Leafs are going to have to do if they're going to want to win this game. They got to win the special teams battle. They're going to have to grind down and and get in front of pucks uh, when Edmonton is on the man advantage, and then. When they have the opportunities, they got to make sure that they score. And definitely they got to score on five on threes. There's been way too many recently where they get the five on three and haven't been able to capitalize. And and that's not a, a recipe for success. So uh, especially when the Leafs get a two man advantage, they got to convert. And thirdly, uh, the Maple Leafs, they got to protect the cage, you know, protect the cage. This team is firing on all cylinders coming into tonight, and, and they're they're waiting for us. They're waiting for the Maple Leafs to get there. You know, they uh, played, when they play last? Yesterday, I think they played against Vancouver. So they're just going to get to get to Edmonton and, and wait for us to roll in. They're on a high, you know, on an absolute high. They just shut out the Vancouver Canucks. Mike Smith is playing at a level that I don't think he's ever played. Like, he's had a long career. But he's never actually put together a string of seven or eight games, however many games it's been since he's been back, maybe just six or seven. But he legitimately looks like a Vesna candidate. He had the one bad game against Winnipeg. Outside of that, like this guy's been almost lights out. Um, and, and so you know that he's going to be protecting his cage. We got to do the same thing on the Leafs end, and that's going to be up to Jack Campbell, right? And, and he's he needs help from everybody else. Don't get me wrong; it's going to have to be a total buy-in, you know, team defense. But Jack Campbell, it's going to be his first game in quite some time. They're going to need to they're going to need to help him, right? Get in front of pucks, uh, grind them out close in on guys as soon as possible, limit everything kind of to the outside, don't allow a lot of high danger chances in on Campbell. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, Jack's back, and it's it's not going to be an easy game. So he's going to have to come out and be like, yep, yeah, um, you know, I was out for a little bit, but we're back, ready to roll. So that's going to be the other key, right? So you got to limit the big boys. You got to win the special teams. You got to protect the cage because the the object of the sport at the end of the day is to make sure that more pucks end up on the other side of the net than in yours. So that's that's why it's a cheap key. But I think the fact that Campbell is is back, um, it's 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 going to be necessary for the team defense to buy in and help protect the cage as a whole, um, as opposed to just him himself.
All right, we'll take uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, actually, Dom Lecision of The Athletic put out an article a couple of days ago talking about the front runners for a lot of these major awards. And uh, there's a couple of Maple Leafs that are making themselves uh, known around the league. So we'll go through and I'll let you know what Maple Leafs are considered front runners and are contenders for what awards. So, uh, yeah, we'll be right back here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. Mike DiStefano here with you, the host of this program. Uh, All right, so like I said, Dom LeCision of The Athletic uh, came out and wrote an article. This is what, February 24th, so it was a couple of days ago. And he, what are we, a third into the season, he said, okay, who are the front runners so far for the big uh, individual trophies? So, a couple of Maple Leafs made their way on it. And one that was interesting, uh, so we take a look at the Hart Trophy. We've discussed Austin Matthews being a candidate for the Hart Trophy now for, for a few games, or a, a couple of weeks here now, especially when he was just rolling with like 14 straight points, like seven or eight games with a goal, and he was just on fire. Um, but according to Don LeCision, he's got McDavid as the number one guy, Vasilevsky as his number two, Mitch Marner. He's got ahead of Austin Matthews, which I find really interesting. And here's the way that he he, he does this. So I don't know if you guys are big baseball people, but wins above replacement, or also known as war is basically a statistic to show you how many added wins you give to your team. So if you have 8.4 war, you yourself just being out on the ice or being out on the field will give your team an extra 8 wins that season as opposed to a league average player. So that's kind of what that uh, what that statistic is all about. And the way that they've kind of done it for hockey is they're calling it a, a game score. So I, I there is a, a really big formula that goes into game score that, that may be on a different podcast I can get into. But pretty much uh, there, there's a game score that was done by Evolving Hockey, and they've gone through and they've... Uh, They've done all the math for us, and they just spit out all the numbers, and essentially it looks like the Hart Trophy nominating or the Hart Trophy candidates are all kind of done in game score because who's the most important? Well, obviously it's the the person who adds the most wins to their team would be the most valuable player, correct? So that's kind of the way that's done here. So let's get right into it and talk about the guy at top is Connor McDavid. That makes total sense. Number two, Andre Vasilevsky. Okay, I can see that. A goaltender for the one of the best teams in the league? Yeah, that makes sense. Number three, Mitch Marner. Yeah, you heard me right. Mitch Marner coming in hot at number three in this little uh, heart trophy race, I guess we could call it based off of game score value added. And, and you know, McDavid, 1.81 uh, game score value added. Vasilevsky, 1.73. Mitch Marner, 1.59. And that is .05 points ahead of number four who comes in, and that's Austin Matthews. But I got to tell you, quite surprised that Mitch Marner came in ahead of Austin Matthews. Like, I guess I shouldn't be when you when you – 
no, I still am. I, I still am. I was going to try and say, yeah, and that makes sense because he plays, um, you know, on the penalty kill. And, and, you know, that's a very important part of being uh, of, of playing, right? Like the, you play on, on the penalty kill, you play at 5 and 5 you play on special teams, you know, you're always on the ice. You lead the team in ice time. That makes sense. But Austin Matthews scores the goals, man. <laughs> like Austin Matthews has double the amount of goals as Mitch Marner and like nearly the same amount of points, right? Marner's got 30, Matthews has 29. In one last game, technically. So I'm a little surprised to see that. I'll be honest. A little bit surprised. But I love to see that a guy like Mitch Marner is getting the love from not only, you know, the eye test people who are out there watching his game, loving what he's been doing this season, but also the analytics community looking at Mitch Marner and realizing how much value that he is adding to this team and to this lineup. But the two of them together to be 3-4, to have two players in the top four is great. Like even Leon Dreisaitl doesn't come in until 7 with a 1.18 game score value added. So, you know, it's it's really impressive that we've got two players here vying for the MVP trophy. It's not very often that it happens. You know, last year you had Connor and Leon going for it. But uh you know, Mitch and Mitch and Austin, they're they're gonna have themselves quite the battle this season. And if Matthews ends up running away with the Rocket Richard though, when it comes down to it, it's not analytics and statistics that settle these trophies. It's real people that write down on a ballot. And to me, if Austin Matthews scores 40-plus goals and outright wins the Rocket Richard, like, obliterates the rest of the league when it comes to the Rocket Richard like he's doing right now, uh, I think that, uh, you know, he, he may not win it. It might end up going to a guy like McDavid, but certainly he'll get more votes than Mitch Marner. It's it's unfortunate, man, but at the end of the day, the goal scores get paid. And that's exactly what Matthews does. And the goal scorers are the one that gets a lot of the big titles, a lot of the big trophies. And when it comes to the heart, if you can go out there and score 40 to 45 goals in a 56-game season, you're going to get a lot of love. So we'll see what happens, though. But really surprised to see Marner ahead of Matthews. But um, it's going to be a fun race. going to be a fun race. But it's good to see that not only are we having the conversation of whether or not that these guys are MVP-worthy, the statistics and the analytics community are also out there pumping the tires for these guys, saying, no, they're really that good. They deserve consideration. All right, let's move on to the next trophy. Taking a look at the Norris and Morgan Riley coming in at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6th in the heart or 6th in the Norris voting. I gotta tell you, I'm 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 quite confused by this because we've carved Morgan Riley quite a bit up here in Toronto, um, and, and based on his game score, apparently he's doing not too shabby. And I guess it has to do maybe with the fact that he's producing. Like he's got 16 points so far this season, which is the same amount that Jeff Petrie has, who as of now is the leading candidate for the Norris Trophy. Um, so maybe. 
I don't know. I, honestly, I, I'll be quite honest with you. Love Morgan Riley to death. Not having a great season. The fact that he's top six here when it comes to Norris voting, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't agree with that. Uh, expended contender Selkie. So here's the interesting one. Guess who doesn't even show up in the Selkie voting? That's right. Austin Matthews. Not even considered a top 10 here for Selkie voting? It's crazy. Crazy. Um, Barkov is the number one guy. There is a Maple Leaf, however, that did crack the top five. And that's, once again, Mitch Marner. I don't know. I... You know, I bet there are better men than me that put together these stats that come up with it. And I'm pretty sure these are all legitimately stat driven, um, whether it's actual, you know, it's not actually polling to see who we think is the best. I believe these are all based on statistics. So uh, Marner statistically should be the fifth person on the ballot when it comes to the Selkie. Uh, all right, moving on to the Calder. Uh, there's not really anybody for the Calder that is in Toronto, so they don't have anybody. But according to them, uh, Kevin Lankinen right now, the goaltender out in Chicago, is uh, is as of now the guy who should be leading the way for the Calder. And, I mean, between him, Stutzla, Kaprizov, one of those three probably starting out uh, are the guys we do not have a goaltender right now that is Vesna caliber, according to the stats, of course. And then the Art Ross, obviously, Martyr and Matthews up there with McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Patty Kane. Um, and then, obviously, the one that we're all waiting to get to, the Rocket Richard. And, of course, he's got Austin Matthews winning it. And projecting 43 goals this season for Austin Matthews, which is eight. Yeah, eight more than the next projection of David Pasternak at 35 and a half. But keep in mind that Pasternak also missed like 10 games to start the year. So that's 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 actually kind of wild that they're projecting that Pasternak finishes second in the league in goals because uh, basically while missing the first, I don't know, fifth of the season, sixth of the season. That's that's wild. Uh, he's got nine goals through nine games coming into tonight. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, those are so far the Maple Leafs that are in the hunt, in the conversation when it comes to some of these uh, awards, single-player awards, uh, statistically, of course. I, I, I do want to stress that because I don't think that Riley, if you – Gave out ballots right now would end up sixth on the ballot, and definitely not since there are a lot of guys here from Toronto. Um, but Austin Matthews, number one for the Rocket, yep, that makes total sense. You've got Marner Matthews in on the Art Ross, yep, that obviously makes sense. That's just straight up who gets more points, and I think both of those guys are going to be hopefully they stay top five, but I think they can definitely finish top five, so they'll be up for that one, definitely chasing after it. Uh, no Calder trophies when it comes to the Selkie. Again, really, I'm not surprised Mitch Marner is here because I think that this guy 
also deserves some selkie consideration. But I am surprised that Matthews is not here because I've been kind of banging the drum for a while now that this guy is a complete 200-foot player, and I believe that he should be considered that as one of the best defensive players in the game at this point. And the fact that he's not on this list really surprises me. That's that's probably a bigger surprise than having Morgan Riley as a top-six candidate for the Norris, I would say. You know, I, that those, those two are my, my biggest surprises that I got from this article. And then, uh, yeah, Marner and Matthews, both third and fourth when it comes to uh, the Hart Trophy, according to the game score value added. So I just want to share that with you. thought that was uh, some interesting uh, stuff just to see where, you know, the Maple Leafs are stacking up against the rest of the the league. And, I mean, I've, I've heard some rumblings about some people being worried that Toronto – once they get out of the Canadian division, may not do well in the playoffs because they're looking and saying, yeah, I mean, the Leafs are winning a lot of games, but they get to play Vancouver and Ottawa 10 times. Like, of course they're going to win a lot of games. And sure, I suppose you could look at that as a detriment, the fact that they're just playing the same crap teams over and over again. But I think every division has that, right? Like Tampa and Boston get to beat up on Detroit. 10 times this year. Like, we're seeing that happen quite a Well, actually, no. I don't think Boston's in that. Uh, Boston's not there. But they get to beat up on Buffalo. <laughs> and the Rangers, who are doing pretty pretty crap right now. But um, all, all that to say is, I, I wouldn't be as worried about that. I, I think, you know, if the Maple Leafs do what they got to do, they roll through the, the rest of the regular season, claim the top spot, have home ice advantage for the Canadian playoffs for the first couple of rounds and make their way into the semifinals where it's a a Final Four showdown where the division winners from each division make it out and and make a Final Four block. I think they can keep up with anyone, whether it's Tampa, whether it's Boston, whether it's St. Louis, Vegas, Colorado. I really do believe that the Maple Leafs can keep up with with uh, with these teams. Are they playing those high-caliber teams on a nightly basis right now? No. Might it be a shock when they play? Perhaps. But again, look at Tampa. I know Florida's playing great right now, but you're going to tell me that Florida is the same type of competition that the Leafs are? No. Dallas? I wouldn't say so. So they're going to get a nice little pop in the mouth, too, when they come up against the Maple Leafs. You know, the Leafs have a pretty tough division. In my opinion, the Canadian division is the uh, maybe second hardest division next to the East. So it's 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 not easy for the Leafs to, to, to just make it through. Like, it's going to be tough. But then once they get out, they're not going to be like, oh, crap, now we got to play good teams. No. They've been playing good teams. And I think they'll be just as successful against some of the top teams that are outside of Canada once the playoff rolls around. So don't be worried about that, folks. I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about that. 
whether it's out-of-market fans or it's starting to creep up into the minds of some fans. They're like, oh, what's going to happen if we go and take on these other juggernauts? They'll be fine. I really do believe that. All right, uh, that's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow night, guys. Again, let's all pray and hope that Austin Matthews will be in the lineup. Uh, it's going to be fun to see Jack Campbell back out there, though. That's going to do it for us today. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. And if you want to hear some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four of the Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. Enjoy the game, folks. Enjoy your weekends. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Catch you again next week. Until then, keep locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.